0: What's going on, everybody? This is Heath, and I'm here with Steven. And this is Tillman's Corner Sports Talk. Steven, great weekend, great football, but i tell you why. It was the best day today. Steven, let everybody know especially, why today was a great day for Alabama fans.
1: Yeah, especially if you're Alabama fans. Uh, so kind of jumping right into it, a hot topic is Bill O'Brien. It, it broke this morning um, because you sent me the thing. While I was driving to work, and I was pumped. I know I don't know if there was any Alabama fan that wasn't excited. Bill O'Brien has accepted the position as long been, even before the season was over. People predicted that he was going to leave and go to the Patriots. It's made official. He is gone. He's out of Tuscaloosa. Yes, I need a round of applause. Get a round of applause for that. Very excited. Um, he's gone. Finally. Finally. I mean, he's only been two years, but it seems like. 2 years too long.
0: Yeah, and it was uh you know, just happy to see him go as an Alabama fan. It's not And if, if you're not an Alabama fan, you're looking at it, you're probably like, "Man, he didn't do a bad job. Y'all are over exaggerating." I don't really think we are. Numbers can be deceiving. I think we put up big time numbers against these cupcake teams, but when it came push came to shove, the only to me, the only game that we put up really good offensive numbers against a good defense was Georgia in the SEC championship. And I think that's the one game he did a decent job. Other than that, if the, like Tennessee, we put up big numbers, but Tennessee, I mean, come on. They didn't have a good defense. Yeah, their defense sucks. So, I'm really glad to see him go. Fun stat, I saw this, and this just kind of shows what kind of – because Bill O'Brien, he just got hired by the New England Patriots. This just kind of shows the offensive coordinator he is. Tom Brady has won a Super Bowl with every single offensive coordinator he has ever had, except one, Stephen. And that is Bill O'Brien. He had him for like three or four years. So you take that for what it's worth. But yeah. So,
1: I mean, yeah, and like you said, numbers deceiving because I mean, they averaged almost, was it 40 points a game, something like that? Yeah, 40. Might have been 38, 40, someone put up a bunch of yards. But if you watch the games, Bryce bailed that offense out over and over and over. And we don't know how many times Bryce changed the play. You know, because there was a lot of he, – he checked at the line of scrimmage a lot. It might have just been to set coverage. I don't know. But he changed the play a ton. Um, so, definitely numbers are deceiving. Um, so, hopefully they can – the new guy that get in there, who knows who it will be, hopefully that can, um, you know, bring some life to that offense.
0: Hopefully can, Steven. So, I want to cue you up. This is going to roll right into our next topic. I'm going to cue you up for our – Big question. Give me, we'll go back and forth, but give me the one name you want to see become the next Alabama offensive coordinator.
1: Want to see? I would, and I said this way before the season was even over, of a guy that I think would do a good job is Dan Mullen. Now, that's probably laughable to a lot of people. Obviously... He had his faults as a head coach. Um, wasn't great as a head coach and overall managing. But his offenses, when he was offensive coordinator and even at Florida, was very pretty. was pretty good. Um, they could run the ball down your throat. Very good running team. But then they also, you know, like the year when they had Kyle Trask as their quarterback, mm-hmm. um, could sling it over the field or around the field. They had if they had to. So I wouldn't be upset if he was the next offensive coordinator.
0: Yeah, the one name I really wanted, and we talked about it, I kept calling the next Alabama offensive coordinator, was Garrett Riley. Dabo scooped him up. Great job by Dabo. Yeah. But to me, I got a name I want and then a dark horse. It's Jeff Lebby from Oklahoma. He was at old Miss. He's now Oklahoma offensive coordinator. I just think what he's proven at different stops, he's not a one-hit wonder. Because the top three names you're hearing is Dan Mullin, like you said, Joe Brady and Jeff Lebby. To me, Joe Brady, he's kind of an unproven commodity. He caught fire in a bottle with LSU. I mean, you yeah. got Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase, and Justin Jefferson. I think, he, I think, me and you could call plays for that team and it'd be successful. Jeff Lebby, he's proven it over different stops. Oklahoma, like they were six and six, but they had a very good offense this year. So I like them in my dark horse. You ready for this, Tim? If Nick Saban is sitting there and he says he wants. Gr- uh, I've not ruined it. If Saban is sitting there and he says, I want Jalen Milrow to be my quarterback, and I want Jalen Milrow to get back to running the football, I want Alabama to get back to running the football, I will give you one guess. Who is the offensive coordinator that could come in? He just got fired. That's a hint. He could come in and instill a beautiful running game and make Jalen Milrow great.
1: I'm not – I'm not I don't want to steal your thunder because I'm pretty sure I know because I think I have the same name on on my list. So I'm gonna I don't wanna Okay, so go ahead and give it the to name
0: me. is Greg Roman. Is that who it is? Yeah. Greg Roman. And for you listening, you may not know. He was the offensive coordinator for Baltimore. Before that, offensive coordinator for the 49ers when that, had Colin Kaepernick, he is a offensive running game genius. And Jalen Milro is so similar to me to Lamar Jackson with the with their ability to run the ball.
1: Yeah, not just running game. Very good at running game, running quarterbacks and incorporating them into the offense.
0: For sure. Over the past, I want to say he's been there three or four years. They have been in the top two running the ball each year he's been the offensive coordinator. Now, his big problem in the NFL, a lot of people said he struggled with the, let's say, the offensive passing game aspect. But college is different. We just saw it with Georgia. You don't have It's just different than the NFL. I think he would be a good dark horse candidate.
1: Yeah, and it's funny I had him on the list because, you know, offensive coordinator that they've been talking about, there's been so many names. Like you said, Joe Brady, Dan Mullen, Cliff Kingsbury has been named. Please, I don't want him. Oh, my God. Um, Brian, Brian Johnson, the Eagles quarterback coach, has been listed. Greg Roman has been listed. Jeff Lebby has been listed. Um, Jason Garrett has been listed. Um, what's the uh, – Scott Frost that got fired in Nebraska, he's been listed. So there's so many names that's being thrown around that – and and, it, and even, you know, somebody already on staff promoting from within has been named a possibility. Nobody really knows. I don't think nobody has a real good handle on who it might be.
0: No, and like you said, th- these are some of the names. You've named a bunch. I'm going to name some that you didn't hit. Texas OC AJ milwe never really heard of him. Wake Forest offensive coordinator Warren Rajorio, never heard of him. Cliff Kingsbury, Joe Cox, he's our tight ends coach. Yeah, already on staff. Bill's QB coach Joe Brady, we mentioned him. You mentioned Brian Johnson. And then Ole Miss offensive coordinator Charlie Weiss, Jr. I think me and you hit it on the head. If we got Dan Mullen or Jeff Lebby or – if, he, if Saban's like, yo, I want to roll with Jalen Milrow, I think it would be phenomenal to bring in Greg Roman. It would be a home run.
1: Yeah, because, like you said, the knock on him was people saying that Baltimore never had an elite passing game. And it's like, well, they also never really had elite receivers. Now you look at True. Mark Andrews, they're tied in. He puts up receiver-type numbers. That's a that's a great point. Um, But, so, I mean, some people might not like it because of that, but like you said, college is so different. Um, you know, Jalen Milrow is, is bigger and stronger than Lamar. Um, I don't know. I wouldn't, I don't think he's that far behind him on speed. Um, he's, he can fly, but I mean, I wouldn't hate the Greg Roman, um, higher, you know, they'd have to develop in the passing game. Some, um, but like I said, you know, the Ravens haven't since Greg Roman's been there for the past few years, haven't really had elite receivers. They had elite tight end and Mark Andrews, but not receivers.
0: And the thing about it is. They were the number one seed last year until Lamar Jackson got hurt, and then they missed the playoffs. Same this year. They were number one in their division ahead of the Bengals. Lamar Jackson gets hurt. They sneak into the playoffs and get beat with a backup quarterback. So, that's really who we would we would love to see as our offensive coordinator. Let's go to defense. We kind of hit on it last week, so we don't have to spend a ton of time. The name you hear right now is Jeremy Pruitt. Would you be happy with Jeremy Pruitt?
1: Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't be upset because um... – You know, it's it's crazy different than the OC. There's really only been, I would say, two or maybe three serious names being talked about. Um, In a report I read, I think I sent it to you, is that people in the organization around Alabama, around the program, around the team, it kind of seems quiet right now from the outside looking in. It seems like, you know, People are like, what's going on? When are we going to hire a defensive coordinator? Are right. we even interviewing people? And they're saying, no, there's stuff going on behind the scenes. They're crossing their T's. They're dotting their I's. They're going through the appeal process, which points to they're trying to make sure they can, they'll get approved to hire and bring on Jeremy Pruitt. And this person was saying that everybody he's talked to, he'll be shocked. If Jeremy Pruitt is not the defensive coordinator this next season, and I'll be fine with it because he's been there. He can he literally will hit the ground running, will not lose a step. He knows what Saban expects. He knows the defense Saban runs. Um, he was always known as a players coach. The players absolutely loved him. Yeah, a little um, too much of a players coach. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <At> uh-huh. <Tennessee. laughs> um but so I mean I you know, if they can go through the appeal process and get him approved, I guess, you know, I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't be upset about it.
0: Yeah, I wouldn't be upset. I really – I was hoping Jim Leonard maybe would get the, get that job because I was – I was kind of wanting Saban to go kind of outside of his comfort zone when it comes to bringing in a Jim Leonard so you get, like, Saban's mind with Jim Leonard. And he, but Pruitt, we've won national championships with him. Yeah. He seems to not stay at places very long. I think – He went from, like, Florida State two years, Georgia two years, Bama two years, Tennessee two years, fired – and he, I don't know. So I, I like to yeah. hire.
1: I think one of the reasons is, for one, Saban knows him and is comfortable with him, familiar. Yeah. But also because he is coming from being in trouble, he's not. I don't. I don't think he's gonna. He's not gonna jump ship in a year to be a head coach somewhere. He'll be around Bama for, I'd say three years minimum, maybe maybe two to yeah. three at the minimum two to three years. But because he's coming out of trouble, you know, he's gonna go into that that rehab. Yeah, saving Rehab Program.
0: And one of the things, I don't know if he'll be as successful maybe this time around, this next year, just because his defense, if I'm Game's not mistaken, changed, yeah. the game has changed. I didn't like how terrible his defense was at Tennessee, but the game has changed as far as his defense was the, I'm pretty sure if it's the right year, the Jonathan Allens, the Ashawn Robinsons, the Quinnen I think Quinn Williams was maybe a little after him. We have monsters yeah. up front. And so we don't really have that right now at the defense side of the ball. We've went into more speed and pass rushing and stuff. So maybe he'll have to adjust a little bit. But I wouldn't mind the hire. Hey, Jeremy Pruitt, Greg Roman, or Jeff Lebby, Dan mother like you said, it's a great cast. And I, oh, we, Bama could be in the mix next year for sure. Yeah,
1: absolutely. Absolutely. So moving on, we're going to go look at um, – this, we're going to do it in the college and NFL, but we'll start with college. So, we're looking at some of the best coaching hires from this, not not going into this season, but from this past season. Right. It was their first year at their new college, and then we're going to look at some of the worst. Um, I guess you want to start with the best.
0: Yeah, let's start with the best. And the reason I wanted to do this is just because, so last year a lot of these hires, we had an opinion on them. And so, it takes – I would say a year, and let's see how they're doing, and let's see if our opinions were right. I know some of mine was wrong, and let's just go with the best. So I'm going to give my top – I got four, but we probably got some of the same, so I'll say two, and if you didn't hit all mine, I'll go back. My number one is Sonny Dykes. He TCU hired him. They were five and seven, got a lot of criticism for firing Gary Patterson, I think was their old coach. He'd been there forever, got a lot of flack for hiring him. He comes in, they're 5-7, immediately turns around the program. They're in the national championship. They got boat racing, national championship. But immediately turn it around, and my second choice is Brian Kelly. Everybody knew LSU's always had the talent. They were 6-7 and seven with Eddie O. He immediately gets there, 10-4, and four, takes them to an SEC championship, and they look really impressive. I know that was one that me and you were kind of – I'm not going to say you. Me, I was kind of hesitant on I wasn't sure how he was going to do, especially how it started off with his, you know, fake terrible accents and dancing with recruits and stuff. I was kind of like, eh, I don't know if this is going to work out. But he proved me wrong, and I think he's got LSU heading in a good direction.
1: Yeah, so I think Sonny Dykes is given as the best coaching hire so far. far. Um, it's through one year anyway. Um, right. I know people, we're not going to get into the argument or they shouldn't have been in the playoff. We're not going to get into all that. He took them from five and seven. To the national championship. Yeah. That's a great job. Um, you know, he, the program's obviously, you know, in the transfer portal, he's gotten some big names. Um, so, a few players from Alabama um, have, have transferred to TCU. Yeah. He's going to have to replace his offensive coordinator. But, yeah, Sonny Dykes is in one. Number two, I have uh, Lincoln Riley as my, mm-hmm. my number yeah. two guy. Going to USC, I said they were a verge playoff team, you know, Thought it was going to be a long shot just because of his first year there, how many players he had to replace, I mean, all that type of stuff. But, I mean, really, they lost to Utah, and that's what hurt their – that's what lost them their playoff chance. Um, so, yeah, Lincoln Riley is my number two.
0: So, I'm just going to do quick – Lincoln Riley, of course, was my number three. I mean, he he was right there. He could have been number one. My last one is a little bit of surprise. Kalen DeBoer from – you may not know a lot of people listening from Washington – Washington was four and let me see, I got it right here, four and eight. He took them to eleven and two, and this is why college football is so different As, from ten years ago, from five years ago. You can immediately step onto a program and immediately change it like this. Look at TCU. Look at Washington, four and eight, eleven and two. They killed Texas. Washington looks good. They got a really good team coming back next year. Could be my sleeper pick for the. Playoffs like Utah was, but yeah. saw that worked out for me. Well, let's go to the. You got? Did you get any more?
1: Yeah, I mean, I had I had Brian Kelly number three. You know, comes in. Um, LSU's always had the talent, uh, you yeah, know, sure, yeah. for for many many years. So we just needed somebody to kind of correct the ship, especially o- Ogeron. I don't think he really cared the last year because yeah. he knew he was leaving and getting his seventeen million dollar buyout or whatever it was. Um, so him and then I I I thought about the Washington coach, but I, didn't, I tried to make my list a little different. And this one didn't. They already had a good team, but I think he's got them in the right direction. Got some good recruits coming in, good transfers. Dan Landing at Oregon, um, young oh, okay. young guy, young guy came from Georgia, um, brings a fire and a passion. He replaced Mario Cristobal, that I believe we'll get to here in a minute. <laughs> <laughs> um, but so I have Dan Landing at four.
0: So very good list. Now let's get to our worst hires. I'm gonna say I'm gonna I'm gonna start first, and I'm gonna go one. And I'll let you hit. Oh, I got four names. But two of them I'm kind of iffy on. My number one, I'm just gonna hit, I guess, one and two. Uh, and I was wrong about this guy. Billy Napier at Florida. I really thought he was a good hire. I thought LSU should have hired him. That's why I was critical of the Brian Kelly hire. But Billy Napier, man, they were six and seven when he got there. They were six and seven this year. But it's not like a positive six and seven. It's a Six and seven, and they're probably going to be four and eight next year. Three and nine. I was actually driving home today, listening to Paul Finebaum's show, and they were going over Florida schedule. It doesn't look good for them, and this fiasco they got going on with their recruits about their their uh, NIL collective offering kid a kid thirteen million dollars, and then he gets there, and they're like, "Oh no, no, we can't pay that." And the kid dips. That's ridiculous. So Billy Napier at Florida, and then who is my other one? Virginia Tech's coach. Let me pull it up. Brent Pry, you may not know him. He was six and seven. Virginia Tech was six and seven last year. He gets there. They're three and eight. <laughs> they're terrible. Not heading in the right direction at all.
1: Yeah, I, Brent Pry was my number one, and then I had Brent Venables as my second oh. worst hire. In um, in today's day and age, it's so hard. And again, you know, we're looking at this with a year's worth of work. So, um, but it's so hard because of the portal. Oklahoma lost. Almost half their team, I would say. They And most of them went to USC. Tacked. So, you know, probably not fair to put him on the worst hires list, but as of the one year, one of the worst hires went, I think they were 11 and 2, maybe, when Lincoln Riley left. And then they went to 6 and 7. Uh, yeah, 6 and 7. So he's my second worst. Uh, my 50 50 people, uh, I had Billy Napier as one of my 50 50 just because. I, Florida lost a lot of people as well. Anthony Richardson did not pan out and develop as what people thought he would. Um,
0: but he's ten times better than anybody they'll have next year. You know who their starting yeah. quarterback is next year?
1: The guy from Wisconsin, probably
0: Graham Mertz. He's yeah, Wisconsin terrible, um, terrible as David. Yeah, um,
1: lost a lot of people, and you're playing in the SEC. Um, so I. I have him on the fifty fifty. I got it. Let me see next year, and then we'll have a better, I have a better understanding of him. And then Mario Cristobal was on my fifty fifty as well. Had so much hype going into Miami. I think they even started the season off um, very well.
0: Yeah, they won like their first two.
1: First two, I might have been. They
0: they won their first two. Then they so played. They, they had. A&M.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And actually, so they had all this hype with Mario Cristobal with um, the quarterback. Tyler Van Dyke. He, of both had- of us, both of us said he's Heisman, yeah, you know horse. sleeper Heisman, yeah. going to be one of the top quarterbacks in the draft.
0: What happened to him? Not sure
1: what happened to him. They completely fell apart. Their whole team fell apart. So Mario Cristobal through one year is not hot seat, but his it's a little warm. Maybe not uncomfortable warm, but warmer than he wants it to be through one year. Because you're at Miami. It's not – they haven't been in the past several years a powerhouse, but, you know, people want that Miami of old.
0: Yeah, his seat's very hot. Those are my two 50-50s. Actually, I got Brett Venables as one of my 50-50s and then Mario Cristobal. The reason I have Brett Venables and not really a bad hire right now because unlike Florida, he has really good recruits coming in. He's got Jack uh, Jackson Arnold, top quarterback, one of the top quarterbacks coming in. He flipped a safety from Notre Dame and Oregon. So, I think he could be – he's got to get the defense fixed. His team got absolutely, like, picked apart. So, and then Mario Cristobal, you hit the nail on the head with that one. Just, I don't know. I don't know what's going on over there. But he better figure it out quick. Same with Billy Napier. If they both, Florida Florida and Miami, have losing seasons, I'm not sure how much longer – those guys are going to keep their job. I think Mario Cristobal, longer than Billy Napier. Yeah. But it'll definitely be a long time. So,
1: Yeah, because they didn't hire either of these guys to come in and lose, but especially if you're at Florida. Because Dan Mullen with Kyle Trask the year, what was it, two years ago? With Kyle t- Trask, Kyle Pitts, and Tony. They went to the SEC Championship. They had a really good season. And then one year after they had a bad season, they're like, yeah, you're out of here, Dan. So I can't imagine they'll give Billy Napier much, uh, especially if he's not.
0: And they shouldn't. I mean, this dude like
1: it's one thing. It's so like it's different. If you look at Texas, Sark's going into his third year, hasn't hot had seat. hasn't had great success, but I, I wouldn't say as hot because he has the top recruiting classes coming yeah. in. So I think people see that and they're like, okay, we'll give him a few years. If you're at Florida Miami, if you're at Florida. And believe neighbor, you don't have top recruiting classes come in. It's like, well, what are we waiting on for another bad season to fire you? Let's go ahead and, right. you know, fire you after two seasons. So we'll see. We're going to take a quick break. Um, we'll come back. We'll do the same thing with NFL coaches. Um, obviously, not as many, not as many teams, but interesting coaches. And then we'll look at the NFL playoffs. All
0: right. We're back. We're about to hit on NFL. But first, Stephen, we started a TikTok. TikTok. Be looking forward to that. We got to. Work out some kinks and some edit. It may not, hey, be the best right now, but we're going to get there. Someone's going to Sports Talk. No, what is it called? TC, TC Sports. Yeah,
1: we're new. We just, uh, TC yeah, Sports TC Talk. Sports Talk on TikTok. Follow us. Follow us. We'll post uh, the first video to our Instagram so All you right. can just, I think, I'm not a social media savvy. I think you could just hit the link on our Instagram and go to yeah, our yeah, TikTok. Yeah.
0: And it, it'll it'll send you to our TikTok. We should have everything but situated, but we're looking, not going to do support of that. Yeah.
1: We're not going to do the TikTok dances. You won't find us doing that.
0: Nah, we, nah we're we not doing that. LA, unless y'all want us to. Yeah. Let us we're, we're
1: trying to find a way to go viral.
0: That's right. <laughs> so, let's get right into it. Best and worst coaching hires. Steven, I, I started out last. I want you. Who is your best top two coaching hires in the NFL? Or three. Top two or three coaching hires in the NFL.
1: From this past year. Mike McDaniels, coach of the Dolphins. Doug Peterson. Coach of the Jags, Brian Dayball. Coach of the Giants, um, Mike Daniels. They made it the playoffs. Didn't go, you know. They look, they fell off toward the end of the year. They dealt with a lot of injury. Obviously, Tua, um, they're you know their leader, their star quarterback, franchise quarterback. So that hurt them. Um, if Tua stays healthy the whole season, who knows how far they would have went or how many games they would have won. So him, Doug Peterson, a year after. The whole Urban Meyer fiasco, um, fiasco, just terrible. They win two games, three yep. games. Um, he comes in and takes them to the playoffs, and um, wins a game. Wins a game. Could have beat the Chiefs. Um, could have advanced, but so definitely a great hire. And then Brian Dayball takes the Giants. Really, um, really helps uh, Daniel Jones take a step in his passing and his you know his, his his talents um and they got demolished by the eagles but they made the playoffs uh really really good hire on the giants part so that's my top three
0: so my top three i'm not even gonna really you just hit all the top three i mean i don't really think huh. they're debatable in the nfl nah Dayball, dougie p uh mike mcdaniels great hire but my top two worst hires in the NFL. And this is why I say this. My top two worst hires in the NFL, because these teams had such high expectations. Nathaniel Hackett, and to me, maybe not to you, Josh McDaniels, here's why. The Raiders and Broncos, when they made these hires, these teams, when they got Russell Wilson, you bring in Devontae Adams for the Raiders. These teams had such high, high expectations. People were saying Super Bowl playoffs, These guys get there. Their teams actually get worse. How you get worse, the Raiders made the playoffs. They got rid of Bisaccio and bring in Josh McDaniels. He wets the bed. They get rid of Derek Carr in that fiasco. Nathaniel Haggard didn't even make it through the whole season. He got the Urban Meyer treatment. He got the can. They didn't want to stick it out with him. So those are my two. And the reason I didn't... you could hit the team uh Lovey Smith for the Texans or and uh Matt Eberflus for the Bears but they were tanking so that's why i didn't put them in there
1: yeah uh so i actually had Josh McDaniels on my 50-50 cuz i didn't have him quite on the worst because i don't think i think the list is Nathaniel Hackett that was so bad period like that he is the list. Actually, no, I do have one more. Not a head coach, but this this hire was so atrocious it had to be on this list. Oh. Matt Patricia, offensive coordinator, if you want to call him that, offensive clown is what OC stands for for him, um, for the New England Patriots. Obviously, you heard us talk about Bill O'Brien being hired because if if Bill would have went another season with Matt Patricia. I think Patriots fans would have found him and 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 you know dumped him in tar and feathers and and yeah, it it was terrible. Absolutely atrocious. So that's why he made my list even though he's not a head coach.
0: Dang, very that is very good. You get props you win for that. That him and Joe Judge just absolutely pitiful. Don't be surprised Bama fans if if uh, Nick Saban and Bill did an old one-for-one swap and we see Matt Patrinza, Matt Patricia pencil head up in a, uh, Alabama's offensive analyst room or oh, defensive Lord. analyst room. He, I, uh,
1: maybe an, man, Bill might be like, he hey. He needs to go
0: over there and help Bill's son call a defense.
1: Yeah, oh,
0: licking his lips on the sidelines. Son. That was very good. I I, don't really know who I have 50-50. Oh, 50-50. He didn't, really get, he didn't get hired this cycle. I think he should have got fired. Chargers coach heating didn't get hired, so I don't know why I said that. But he definitely
1: should have been so fired. So he should have been fired. We should have done a who should be fired list. We may do that next week. Yeah. Man. He'll be on the top of the list.
0: Yeah. Oh, next week. I, I should have said earlier. Hopefully you're still listening. We're probably going to do either next week or the week after our top ten offense – well, not top ten, offense. Our projected top ten for the college football season next year. Really early, but I think it's going to be something fun.
1: TCU outside the top ten.
0: Oh for sure. <laughs> There's, top. I'm just kidding. There's
1: no top. Oh I'll, I'll have to look at it and see. I'm not sure. So we put a uh, debate on our or a question on our Instagram. Go vote if you haven't. It's gonna go away within the next well, by tomorrow morning. But we asked the question who is the best quarterback in the NFL? The um options were Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, Joe Burrow, or other? Most people selected one of those three, a few people that I'd have to talk to them and find out what their logic is, selected others. Drug test them. Yeah. <laughs> Random drug test. Um, Monk, you listen, uh, you pit Lamar Jackson just because you're a Raven fan. We're trying to be real here now. Um, that'll be interesting to see how that whole contract negotiation yeah. unfolds. But anyway, so we're going to just talk about it real quick. So let's just do top two or maybe Three if you want to do it. So who is your third best quarterback in the NFL? Of those, I'm assuming of those three is going to be one through three.
0: Yeah, I don't know how you have a list. A legitimate top three list and doesn't, don't have those three. Maybe you can say Jalen Hurts. Maybe that's it. I don't know. So my number three is Josh Allen. And I think Brian Dayball leaving. At the start of the year, he was my number one quarterback in the NFL. We did that top five quarterback in the NFL. But when you're wrong, you got to say you're wrong. I think Brian Dayball leaving him really hurt him. He turned the ball over a lot. He hurt his elbow, like he said, I think week eight or ten. It hurt him a lot. So, I I got Josh at three.
1: Yeah, I'll I'll do three and two because really I have them two A and two B. Josh Allen and Joe Burrow. Um, Josh Allen, I think they – he, he they re- rely on him to be superman too much. how many times absolutely do we see him i mean he's so big but they rely on him to run, rely on him to you know scramble around break a tackle and then throw back across his body, make a huge play downfield something like that so him Joe burrow I mean he's fantastic he has you know he has two receivers that are number one receivers yeah, um sure. good running back. The way, you know, he can communicate with his guys and get the ball out fast because his offensive line isn't very good, so he has to get the ball out fast. Um, Just a very good, hard-nosed player. So, and now, I mean, obviously, it's obviously my number one is, is uh Patrick Mahomes. If, if you watched the game against the Jags, I mean, if you watched the whole season, but especially the game against the Jags, and I was cheering for the Jags, not because I hate the Chiefs. I just thought it would be interesting to see the Jags win, Doug Peterson's first year. Um and then after that, you know, come back against the Chargers. be fun to watch them beat the Chiefs. Um, they were like play after play after play. I like, oh, they got him! They got him! And then he slipped out and made a throw. Or he'd make a throw right as he was getting hit and going to the ground. As he was falling to the ground, he'd make a blind throw. I swear there was one throw. He wasn't even looking. He just knew, hey, there's a guy over there somewhere. And it was perfect accuracy. And then he hurt his ankle. And I'm like... You know, you don't want anybody to get hurt, but, okay, well, maybe this is the Jags' chance to he can't run around as much. He still made guys miss. He still was, like, throwing off a of one leg perfectly. At, he is incredible. So, I just don't know how anybody can say – I mean, you can make an argument, but to me, by far, the best quarterback in the NFL.
0: So, if to me, if you're looking for the wow, like, oh, my God, how did he slip out of that? How did he throw behind his back? Whatever. To me, you go Patrick Mahomes. But I'm actually gonna say, and I I was not sold on Joe Burrow at the start of the year. I didn't I thought the Bengals were a fraudulent team. I didn't think I didn't even have him making the playoffs. But my top quarterback in the NFL right now is Joe Burrow. And I think Dan Orlovsky said it best. He said Joe Burrow is the best quarterback playing because he has an answer for everything. He's so smart. To me, he's he's like a Tom Brady. Tom Brady does not, does not have the best arm. He's not athletic. He's not nothing. He can just read a defense so fast. And, yes, Joe Burrow has incredible weapons. Yeah. But this is his third year in the league. His last year, his first year healthy, he took him to the Super Bowl. This is his third year, like I said. He's got him in the AFC Championship. All he does is win. He's cool. They call him Joe Seisty. They, the uh-huh. dude has just got swag. He told he told the NFL, you better refund them tickets because they didn't have the Bengals winning. I can't – you can't – so this is a dumb argument, but you can't look at stats and say Joe Burrow is better than Patrick Mahomes. You just can't. But for my taste, because I think, I think what Joe does has more le- longevity than Patrick Mahomes. Like if you're trying to build a franchise or – I like that, I look yeah. at it like, what would you rather have your quarterback doing? And you know, because sooner or later, the throwing the ball, sidearm, this all, that's cool and all. But sooner or later, you're going to make a mistake. But what Joe, Joe Burrow does is just, he's just old school in the pocket, pick you apart, read the defense. So, I got Joe Burrow. Would it change your mind if I said, like, you have, you're the owner of a franchise and you get to pick any quarterback going forward for the next 10 to 15 years? Who would would that change your mind or no?
1: Well, yeah, because Patrick's older.
0: Well, he's not that older. I mean, he's they're probably two years apart. It,
1: I mean, like if if I, if I knew right now how they played. Yeah, so if like, you, like right now at the end like of the year, right now. Right so, now let's or, say they're both the same age, but they're both doing the same things they are this year.
0: Yes, and I said for the next ten to fifteen years, you get to pick one. Would it de- to me? Would it depend on the weapons they have around him or what? Who are you pick?
1: I mean, I don't think it would depend on the weapons. I think. I, mean, I I think I'd still go Mahomes. I think he has a stronger. I think he has a. Str- I mean, Joe Burrow didn't have a weak arm, but I think Mahomes has a a better arm. Um, I think he can just do things with arm angle and stuff that Burrow can't, so that he can get you out of a bad situation. Yeah. So.
0: I, don't know. I mean, I, you can't go wrong with either that, one of them. But to me, I, what makes Mahomes great is his legs and his ability to maneuver the pocket, get out of these pressures, and then make crazy throws. Is he a little bit like Russell Wilson, where when his legs go and his he don't want to run them no or he don't want to do all that, he goes straight to the to the crapper? Like because like Joe Burrow to me to me.
1: Which he still his, he runs around too.
0: He does, but not as much. His offensive line is pitiful. <laughs> but yeah. So he has to run. He right? will just sit there. But like what he does is kind of like Tom Brady, and that's why Tom Brady can still play. Because he's just a statue and he doesn't rely on any athletic ability. He's just, you know, dinking it and dunking it. So I don't know. I would take Joe Burrow. I'm sold. I'm sold on Joe yeah. Burrow. I just because I like his attitude.
1: Which is a small sampling, but because of the way He hurt his ankle and still so pretty much his mobility got taken away from him. Dude, look we
0: can both say it. We were texting. The Jags are pitiful. Which yeah, that defensive coordinator should be a shame.
1: Yeah. You know, you're not trying to hurt anybody, but if somebody's hurt, especially the quarterback that can't hardly move and he's still gonna play, you blitz him and come after him, you know. Every time but, but they didn't do that. Unfortunately, Jags lost, so with that, we'll go ahead and look at the upcoming playoff games. I need to get it pulled up. Let's, here. Hit,
0: let's hit on the the ones that just happened this weekend. We hit yeah. on the Jags and Chiefs. Patrick Mahomes gets his ankle hurt, comes out. They still win the game. Chiefs win the game, beat the Jags, beat them by ten that night. Eagles and Giants, we both had this game close. That was we the, we both picked the Eagles, both picked but the Eagles. We, we said, said you know the, close. the the
1: Giants are one of the hottest teams. They ended. They ended the season one of the hottest teams, and then one of the hottest teams of the playoffs. Um,
0: they beat the breaks off of. Uh, yeah, it was, Eagles beat
1: the brakes off. It was, the off the poor it was 28 and nothing at halftime.
0: Yeah, Jalen Hurts looked looked pretty good. He looked Running really game good. was great. Um, o line was incredible. And then Sunday was. Then games were incredible. Bengals Bills. Your our two Super Bowl picks. You had the Bills win it all. I had, I had, the, had the Bengals. Steven, do you want to tell everybody what the outcome was?
1: Yes, unfortunately, the Bengals won twenty-seven to ten. I was man, I was so disappointed. Joe so disappointed. And you think, I mean, twenty-seven points—that's not a lot of points in the in end. A of, in a snowstorm, it was—it
0: was, was like a snow globe, man. It yeah. was snow. Um,
1: you know, Joe Burrow, two hundred forty-two yards, two touchdowns. Josh Allen, two hundred sixty-five yards, no touchdowns. One interception, but here this is the difference. This is we talked about. I talked about a minute ago. Josh Allen, they expect him to be Superman and do everything. Bengals, thirty-four carries, one hundred and seventy-two yards, five point one yard average per carry for the team, and one touchdown. Buffalo, nineteen carries, sixty-three yards, three point three yard average per carry, one touchdown. Josh Allen led them in rushing, twenty six yards. Piddle. he can't. I mean, you know, he's big. I get it. He has a cannon. He's he can okay. run.
0: We both picked the Bills. So at the beginning of the season, we both picked the Bills to win the Super yeah.
1: Bowl. Yeah, he, uh, you know, he can't do it all, and to only score ten points. And I know it was a snowstorm, but the, you know they're used to that. They that was yeah. it, it was at the Bills. I agree. You know it was at Buffalo, and then the fact that the Bengals were playing with three backup offensive linemen, and the Bills couldn't get more stops. I mean, you said it, Von Miller and Micah Hyde, but especially Von Miller on that defensive line getting hurt, really, really, really hurt this team.
0: Yeah, it did. And then my favorite game of the weekend, the 49ers and Cowboys, my Super Bowl pick makes the Super Bowl. Four Niners, they end up winning, I think it was 19-12. to 12. Man, the Cowboys, we say it. You you, uh, you had a great phrase. The Cowboys are going to Cowboy. Can I do that? Great sound. That, Dak Prescott, for you to come out and pre- play the best game of your career last week against the Bucks, and then a week later put up an absolute embarrassment of a performance, you ought to be ashamed. Uh, Dak Prescott, he should be ashamed of himself. Yeah, and... I think a lot of people, maybe us a little
1: bit, but we still pick them to lose, um, looked at that game and was like, hey, oh, he just had a big game versus the Bucks, right? And right. it's like the Bucks were 8-9. They had a losing record and made the playoffs. They should have even been in the playoffs. The Bucks suck. So, Trash. we should not have, I guess, overhyped his performance versus the Bucks, And then he gets to the, the 49 Now, granted, the 49ers, I understand they have Great the best defense yeah. that's led by D'Amico Ryans, former Alabama linebacker. He'll be a head coach next year, hopefully. Um, but still, you score 12 points. And he throws let's, – let's look at the stats. 206 yards for Dak, one touchdown, two interceptions. Dude, he was locking in on CeeDee Lamb all night long. And I understand CeeDee Lamb is one of the top receivers in the game. He's your best receiver. But there were some that he was so locked into him that other guys were literally wide open. There was one – you might have seen it. Dan Orlovsky yep. was talking about it. There mm-hmm. was one where he tried to hit uh, CeeDee up the seam. Fred Warner was guarding him. Over to the left, oh, man. T.Y. hit one wide. like he It was a walk-in touchdown. Wide open. Yeah, Nobody around him. But he didn't even look his way because he was so focused in on C.D. Lamb. And there was multiple times like that that he was just so focused in on him. Should not have even thrown the ball. Both interceptions, one, first one to Gallup, second one I won't believe it was C.D. Lamb. Two guys were around him. Should have never happened.
0: Yeah, it shouldn't have happened. We saw this coming. You said Cowboys are going to Cowboy, and you're absolutely right. It was pitiful. I was so glad they lost. You know, I'm not a big – don't, I don't like the Cowboys. I was glad the 49ers lost. I like Cal Shanahan. The Brock Purdy story. And they won. Glad very good. Cool. Yeah. Did you see the, the – um the 49ers won.
1: The uh, Purdy – everybody's you know, is going around about oh, what Lord. Saban said to Purdy when he came to uh, – A
0: lot of people are calling him a liar. I think – I don't think he's lying.
1: I don't think he's lying, but I think Saban was saying, hey – I think Saban was being, if you don't know, Saban, you know, Brock Purdy, uh, rookie, Mr. Irrelevant picked last in the draft, is leading the 49ers to their division, um, our conference championship. And when he went to visit Alabama on a recruiting visit, Saban said, you have a weak arm, you're below average, your accuracy's not good, and all that. But they still offered him at yeah, of high school. They still offered him. Um that's getting thrown around. But I mean, his, 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 whatever.
0: I just think context would probably be good because I've had to guess they probably offered him. Saban probably wanted to get out of the offer. So they kind of like, hey, man, you're not that good, blah, blah. You might need to go somewhere else. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. They but it, I so. will say, and not to take anything away from Purdy, cause he's because doing, doing, he's
1: doing what Exast. he's supposed yeah. to do.
0: Absolutely. But.
1: You could say this about a lot of teams, but especially the 49ers with the defense they have, with Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk, George Kittle, uh, Christian McCaffrey, the weapon, the offensive line. You could pick. I'm confident that I could go through the NFL rosters and pick 20 quarterbacks that could do. You know, oh, for sure. could do what he's doing. No doubt. And again, that's not taking away anything from him. He's doing his job. He's doing what he's asked to do. So good for him. Um he did he had 214 yards, no touchdowns, but no interceptions. Yeah. He did what he did. They ran for 113 yards, and one touchdown. The defense led him. And then I mean, the last play of the game. So last year, you know, everybody they had the the quarterback sneak that they couldn't get the ball. They didn't have any timeouts. They ran a quarterback sneak. Clock kept running. Couldn't get the ball set and snap to spike it and stop the clock, and that was a joke for like a year and even leading into this game. And then I, I, there's no way to really explain what it happened. You just have to go back and watch. Well, actually, the whole the whole last series, right? Like pitiful. Just watch the last series and and you'll see the, the joke it was. So they, you know, first play he almost gets a safety.
0: <laughs> you know, they do a rollout with nobody over there blocking, and almost gets creamed. It almost gets to safety, and
1: then completes a pass to Dalton Schultz, who had like tons of—I mean, for for NFL tight end, for NFL receiver to get both feet down, tons of space to get both feet down. But he just didn't put brain his other fart. foot down. He just brain farted and was like, "Oh, it must be—I'm in college. I just need one foot down." Yep. Didn't get it down. It would have been a probably a still like a sixty-yard hail mary. But, you know, that set it back at the 20. And then the last play of the game, like I said, there's no way really to describe it. It was a weird formation. Um, it looked like they were going to try maybe a lateral and run behind his offensive line. <laughs> I don't know. But he, the receiver got lit up as soon as he caught the ball. Game over. Zeke got crushed. Zeke got crushed. Zeke was at center. Like I said, we can't really – it's hard to explain. Go look it up. So, give yeah.
0: Let's go. Let's let's hurry up. Let's pick our – let's go through the conference championships. So, first, I think the first game is uh, 49ers, 49ers at the Eagles. I th- – these these are great matchups, like really incredible matchups. I'm going to stick – I'm I'm on the fence. The only, I'm going to stick with the 49ers just because I picked them to go to the Super Bowl. <sighs> Jalen Hurts. Very good. He looked very good. He looked better than I thought he would. So, I think that the 49ers defense can give the Eagles offense some trouble. And like you said, Brock Purdy, all he's got to do, man, keep both hands on the wheel and do what you're asked. Don't try to be a hero and try to, you know, scramble like you're Mahomes or anything. No, just be Jimmy G. If he can do that, no turnovers, because they run the ball, they got great weapons all around the guy. Run the ball, you know, defense, play great, get after Jalen Hurts, put pressure on him. don't let him run the ball. I got the 49ers in a low-scoring game. I got uh, 17 to – no, 23 to
1: 20 49ers. Yeah, um, I'm going to go probably with my heart on this one. Probably not going to pick with my head. I'm going to go with my heart. I'm going to pick the Eagles. I want – you know, I I love Jalen, dude. I love him so much. I want him to win, so probably shouldn't pick just because 49ers' defense is nasty, their offense is nasty with all those weapons. So, I'm going to go Eagles. Again, a low-scoring game, 21-17. to 17, I think Jalen leads them and puts them over the top.
0: Yeah, I, I, I do think it's a low-scoring game, and I'm with you. I would love Jalen Hurts if he could – if he wins it, I'm not going to be mad. Either way, yeah. I'm not gonna be mad. Yeah.
1: So next game, uh, Bengals at the Chiefs. I'm gonna go Bengals on this one. You know, I've been I just said Patrick Mahomes best quarterback in the NFL, but I think you know he suffered a high ankle sprain. That's not something you get over in a week. He's gonna be hobbled. Um, I think they're gonna they're not gonna do what the Jags did. They're gonna attack him.
0: Who are you going, Bengals? I'm going Bengals.
1: Because I think I thought
0: they're, you want to start a franchise yeah, with Mahomes. Yeah,
1: I think they're going to attack Mahomes and make him get rid of the ball, so I'm going Bengals.
0: Yeah, and I'm with you. I picked the Bengals to win the Super Bowl, so I'm going Bengals. And here's my thing. They actually looked better offensive line-wise with the three backups they had in. But people aren't making a big enough deal about this high ankle sprain to me. Excuse me this high ankle sprain to me because the thing about it is, the man, when you have a high ankle sprain, you're normally out. That's a four- to six-week injury, and, yeah, he came back and played. I'm sure they shot him up with something, some horse steroid or something in the locker room, but he had adrenaline running. Now that he has had time during the week to sit and probably get stiff, I'm not quite sure how he is going to make it through the game, like you said, Steven, the defense is going to heat them up. They're going to come at him. Their defensive coordinator is very underrated. A lot of the guys on ESPN now are saying he's top one or two defensive coordinator in the league. So, I I think the Bengals, I'll, you know, everybody knows, listening now, how, how I feel about Joe Burrow. I think he's the best quarterback in the NFL. He's got great weapons. Steven said earlier, Jim R. Chase and T. Higgins. Two number one receivers. Then you got Joe Mixon and some P. Ryan running the ball with that offensive line. I think that they will be able to give the Chiefs' defense trouble. They call him Joe Shiesty for a reason, man. He's got yeah. swag. He's gonna do it. He's gonna take the Bengals to back-to-back Super Bowls. Yeah,
1: I could see it. Like you said, uh, adrenaline was rushing. He, they're gonna have his tape ankle taped so much, like. All the tape in that locker room, they're going to have it taped up to his He's basically going to be playing with a boot. Yeah. I mean, seriously. Because the high ankle sprain, you think – Now, there's different um, cases to where one's more – It's a four-
0: to six-week injury. Yeah, so one
1: can be more severe than the other. But if you're a Bama fan or just, you know, college football fan, that's what Tua had at Bama, high ankle sprain, where he had to have
0: the tightrope surgery surgery, um, to get back sooner. And he was still out. Yeah, he was still
1: limping around. um, So – it's gonna be interesting to see what Mahomes can do. Um, but yeah, I think the Bengals will come after him, make him uncomfortable. Not, you know, you're not trying to hurt somebody, but hey, he's if, 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 if he's, he's out, out there, there the he's out there, then he's out there. He's he's free game. Come after him, get rid of the ball. I think the Bengals make enough plays. So I'm gonna say Bengals Eagles in the Super Bowl.
0: Bengals Eagles, I got Bengals forty ers Steven. Great episode, a lot of fun. We just started TikTok. Don't forget to follow us. Follow us on Instagram, Twitter, follow us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you listen to your podcast. We really, really appreciate everybody listening. A lot of fun. We'll be back next week breaking down the conference championships, talking about the Super Bowl. We're going to give our predictions on some other things next week, college football-wise, top 10 and stuff. But great episode, Steven. Until there next was. week, see you. See you.